1: The fortune-making spirit of today's Marketplace,
0: The Rob Black Show.
1: I'm Rob Black, talking all things. Financial money, investing more. It's Rob Black and your money. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. And through all the various social media sites, Rob Black Show will get you to me. Find me. Find me. Have you ever had a weekend where just want to stay in bed. Maybe it's seven and you usually get up at seven for work. It's kind of how Wall Street is today. Wall Street is cranky, cranky, cranky. They did not want to get up and go to work. They did not want the opening bell at 930 Eastern time, 630 Pacific.
0: Go away.
1: Wall Street wakes up in a not good place. Wrapped in reports about rising inflation. Rising case counts globally stemming from the spread of the Delta variant. If the United States is getting hit for its fourth wave, as long as people are dying and living and not getting vaccinated, it appears it's going to morph one more time. What will the next morph be? When it mutates, will it suddenly cause hair to grow on my head or will it kill me even faster and more creatively? that's the question about mutations and i'm kind of expecting the the killing me and as a spender in the economy that makes me worried as a guy who wants to go on vacation with one of my children not vaccinated i won't do it delta's got me concerned i'll still vacation in california where you've got some cities 85 95% vaccinated but uh uh-uh, uh i'm not going to the deep south so what's worrying, Rob Black? What's worrying the stock market right now? Why did the market open lower today? Worries about a slowdown in global growth. Interest rates that are acting very volatile on our debt markets in the United States. And our debt markets, in my mind, are the best in the world. Somewhere in elementary school, I learned that America issued Revolutionary War Bonds. And we always paid our debt. during war, though, we didn't go into our treasury and print money. We said, "How about we do IOUs?" And we created bonds and we paid them back. and we always have. and that thought that we always will makes them attractive as a hedge against inflation, except for inflation's going over five percent and treasuries are going you know zero to two percent. There's some safe haven positioning right now. Utilities are looking sexy. When utilities look sexy, no. There's a term that I think women use, and this might get a little disgusting, where there's sexy thong underwear, and there's more utilitarian-type underwear called granny panties. Granny panties, well, you know where I'm going at with this. They're used for protection. The thong, uh uh-oh. Better not be caught at the wrong place at the wrong time. So there's a little bit of that going on with Wall Street right now saying, we don't want sexy growth stocks. We want maybe cash or bonds or value. We want utilities. There's speculation right now that high inflation rates won't be as transitory as the Fed thinks turning Jerome Powell into a meme down the road. Uh, Remember that time when we said it was contained or transitory? And there'll be memes like transitory is just not really all that transitory, is it? I'm not a great meme writer. Not my thing. Growth factors are evident right now. You're seeing copper futures down. Oil futures down. So there's some motivation for OPEC to increase its production. If they're seeing a a fall in price, flood the market. Make it up in volume, volume, volume. CNBC is reporting this morning that Morgan Stanley is highlighting the possibility of a 10 to 20% index level correction. And it's recommending that investors move to less volatile stocks. Warning, Will Robinson. Warning, danger, danger. So Morgan Stanley is kind of ringing a bell. For the past few weeks, there's been a lot of attention to the very narrow leadership on the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500. So the question is, as we start today weaker, and last week was the first week in many, where we weren't closing at all-time highs, when you close at an all-time high, it's typically it's going to be tough to repeat that performance forever and ever and ever. It's when you get on that runner's high and you do your first 10 minute mile and then a nine minute mile, then an eight minute mile, you're eventually going to get to the point where I need to take a day off, let my muscles heal a little bit and come back to work the next week and see if I can't get a faster fast. If you've ever been in love Those first couple of weeks where it's just consumingly passionate. That too tapers off. The beauty of spring turns into the burn of summer. The burn of summer turns into the tranquility of fall. Fall turns into death and comes right back with the birth of spring. Seasons long for each other. Same thing with performance. You can't be gunning all-time highs. You just can't. So for Morgan Stanley to say there's a good chance of a 10 to 20% correction, I don't think that's exactly going out on the limb. Guess what I'm going to say today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day? 5 years from now, 4 years from now, 3 years from now, 50 years from now, there's a good chance for a 10 to 20% correction. Guess what I'm going to be right sometimes. Morgan Stanley's not calling for you to quit stocks. I can't quit you. I like them french fried potatoes. They're not calling for that they're saying maybe go a little less volatile, maybe go a little bit more controlled. And I don't disagree with that advice. I like pullbacks. Interrupt us, market highest. Pullbacks are normal and okay. They're not going to destroy you. Unless, of course, you're in retirement and you're taking too much risk and not counting on inflation. Better than expected earnings from AutoNation and Tractor Supply. Tractor Supply is one of those companies that I love. Because they're like the Home Depot for farmers. I'm not even saying like home improvement. I'm saying farmers. Tractor Supply, you need uh, gloves because you're, you're working with thorny bushes. Yep, they got them. You need uh, fuel for your, your tractor. Yep, they got that too. You need a tractor. Yep, they got that. So it's kind of a rural area. Home Depot, and I'm not against that. What they do, they do very, very well, and they don't have a lot of competition. They have mom and pops as competitors. So they just buy another mom and pop, turn it into a tractor supply, and boom, wham, bam, magic. They control the market. Zoom videos buying five, nine for 14.7 billion. Is that a sign that we're at a high? Where Zoom's no longer going to wow us with the numbers, they're going to wow us with acquisition to add to numbers. Some would say that might be a sign. Now again, you need to have like five, 10 signs before you take action. You need to have a reason to buy. You need to have a reason to sell. You need to put it on you. Hey, I put it on me to make a better website, to make a better podcast, to help you get to retirement. Please help me by checking out Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Help me test some of the links on the downloadables. Help me like make improvements to the system. When this becomes boring to me, I'll walk away. Let's keep it interactive, okay? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, I'm Rob Black. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. Some of the financial questions that I get would turn into a good reading table book if people bought books anymore. I got an email from someone who makes a good amount of money. $80,000 a year. But they have just over... Maybe forty, fifty thousand in their 401k and two hundred thousand in stock. They have credit card debts of about forty thousand, which is way too high. Debts like not being able to service them. So they're accruing fifteen percent, twenty percent interest rates. And still the question will be from them not should I pay off my debt? But I'm thinking about renting out a room in my house. Or downsizing my home and renting and renting it out and getting an apartment. I hear a lot of that when the obvious pig, elephant, ghost, whatever monster in the room is credit card debt of eighty thousand. The old wise tip of the day would be something along the lines of any debt over six percent you pay down. First, I'm not going to be smarmy like Sue Orman. Pay down the one that you can pay off first so you feel good about yourself. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, pay off the highest interest rates first. Don't be in love with yourself. Don't think you have to accomplish the paying off the, the quickest one fastest. Uh, anything over 6%, you pay down before you invest, before you go to a movie this weekend. Before you book your next vacation, credit card debt is heinous because the interest rates are so high. So, what I'm telling you is, I'll get emails about people who are saying, Hey, I'm thinking about renting out my apartment. I'm coming up with some other ideas. And they have a lot of cash. And, like the 401k, stop funding the 401k right now. I It takes a lot in the world for me to say that. I buy in the 401k, I bought on a Friday, and I think the market may be ready for a pullback. Why did I buy? Eh, It's easier just to do it because if I'm wrong, I did it. If there's no pullback and I bought, I'm happy. If I bought and there's a pullback, hopefully I'll buy for a couple more months while the pullback works itself out, maybe a couple of years while the pullback works itself out and I've bought low. But I can't believe how many people come up with these little financial engineering tricks. Um, Massive amounts of debt high interest rate debt and they're looking at other ways of solving their problems. I'm not saying don't think that way. I'm just saying, don't be delusional. Sometimes it's obvious in front of you. That's just my opinion. Would I sell stocks in my 401k to fund my debt? No, because there's a biblical phrase that I'm not very biblical. So sorry if I'm, how shall we you what you say, um, uh say. Taking it over. But don't pay, don't rob Peter to pay Paul. Typically, I'm not going to preach to you, but don't take money from your 401k to pay off the debt that you had for a vacation. Get another job, cut restaurants out, look at your budget. But the financial and engineering is the thing that when I see it, I, tell, I can tell that people have some mental illness. Now, don't think that's a bad word but they have some mental unhealthy relationship going on with money. Um, I see a lot of people try to hit the stock market as a home run to compensate for the fact that they started too many years late. Um, I hear people, you know, now that the Pokemon cards are a rage, you're going to see more and more people say, I want to buy Pokemon cards. That bothers me quite a bit, to be honest with you, because those are the people that are going to get hurt the hardest, the people that are following the herd, not leading the herd. Let's get back to inflation. Inflation overshoots by the Federal Reserve can quickly morph into rampant price growth. Um, A lot of people believe that the Federal Reserve has lost their grip on inflation and that we're heading for higher wages, higher gas, higher energy, higher uh, tourist costs, planes, trains, automobiles. Higher cost at the grocery store, higher cost at the department store, higher costs at the hardware store. Larry Summers, he's against a lot of inflation. I can go over economist after economist. Paul Krugman, Oliver Blanchard. Um Jerome Powell the Fed chair has largely refrained from supporting or criticizing fiscal policy. He's made it clear he sees inflationary risks associated as a very low consequence in short term. He should have the best in view on inflation because he's getting to look at all the bank data across America. Yields for government bonds rose through the spring as investors braced for higher inflation. The Bank of J- Japan governor, Kuroda, he recently talked about rising risks on sovereign bond yields. He's talking about this is an unhealthy system that we have right here. And he's worried. Jerome Powell, not so much. The chairman for the President Obama's Council of Economic Advisors, Jason Furman, has taken a different path. The idea you test potential by year after year, throwing logs on the fire is incredibly compelling. But that's not the same as spending over 10% of GDP in one year. He thinks we kind of blew the bank, so to speak. But blowing the bank, in his mind, has benefits. The benefits of the $1.9 trillion deal outweighs the risks by a decent margin. So he's dampening fears on sudden inflation. Joseph Stieglitz, Nobel Prize winning economist. His take is that he's unafraid of inflation leaping out of the Fed's control. There's an awful lot of scope to increase demand, both in terms of the American Reinvestment Act and the new infrastructure plan to bring us back into a more normal world where we don't face the deficiency of aggregate demand. So I think it's fair to say what I'm trying to get is whether you were reading about inflation on the internet. I'm getting emails on a regular basis. Should I get out of the market? Should I get into gold? Should I get into uh, Bitcoin? Should I get it? like a lot of people are like thinking this is the moment because they're watching a lot of the economists either in, in on the internet, magazines, newspapers, television. Uh, I guess you have to say podcasts are now a news source. People are starting to get freaked out. The opinions vary. Be careful looking for what you want. If you don't like Democrats, turn on Fox News. If you like Democrats, turn on MSNBC. Don't do that when it comes to investing. Don't seek out the information you want to know. Try to be impartial. Fair and balanced. <laughs> you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, brand new website. Check it out, robblackshow.com. <laughs>
0: The fortune-making spirit of today's Marketplace, The Rob Black Show.
1: You can find me online, robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I'm not a big fan of LeBron James. He's, to me, not my generation. A little bit younger. I get that he's probably the greatest of all time. But every time he's ever been on television in interviews, I just feel like he's narcissistic. And again, maybe if I was the greatest basketball player, I, I would feel the same way. Do you remember watching him come up? It's a lot like Mike Tyson. I was watching on YouTube the other day. Every single knockout Mike Tyson had. I don't know how they got permission from all the various media sources to do this. But they had the announcers going in. Here goes ring round one. Ding, ding. And oh, it's over. And it was wild to see a young Mike Tyson grow into an older Mike Tyson. It's been pretty weird seeing LeBron James because I think we all saw him as a 16-year-old McDonald's high school athlete kind of kid. And the next thing you know, he's this. Six foot nine, 250 pounds, $40 million in salary. He seems to throw a lot of dramatics. Like he'll do a little flopping on the court. It seems like it should be beneath the greatest player. Um, A lot of people didn't like the way he moved from Cleveland to Miami. The flops, he's got a beautiful family. Maybe that's what we're jealous about. His record of the finals is not great. So when it comes time to win, he doesn't win. His pass-first mentality at times versus a, a clutch player like a Curry who wants to take the shot. Or Jordan. LeBron James has a big problem with his hairline, a lot of people like to criticize it. We find reasons to hate people in funny ways, right? He's got a weird relationship with Skip Bayless in the media. Um, I don't know. How about the nickname King James? Again, I'll say this. I'm not very biblical. Maybe that's the title of my podcast. Hey, Rob's not very biblical. He doesn't want to talk about Peter stealing from Paul. But the nickname King James kind of has... I'm pretty darn good. My poop doesn't smell and I can walk on water implications to it. Plus he has the chosen one tattooed on his back. I think another reason people don't like him is because we like Michael Jordan. Right. Is that fair to say? When you have a greatest of all time being replaced by a new greatest of all time or generational greatest of all time, I think that's how people want it to, to frame it now. Do you remember when he announced his decision to leave Cleveland and he did a big TV special on it? Not that great of an idea. So he was in a new movie over the weekend, Space Jam, A New Legacy. It opened in U.S. theaters and on HBO Max. Remember, HBO Max gives it away as a perk if you have HBO, which is a pretty good perk. All their major movie releases in 2021 went straight to HBO Max as they hit theaters. I wonder if they regret that decision because Disney was able to pull in a lot of money the week before with Black Widow on the idea that people don't have to go to the movie theaters to pay big bucks. they could well, actually willing to do it even if they get Disney Plus, 30 bucks for a, a rental. Now, here's a new reason to hate LeBron James. No, it's not how much money the movie made or didn't make it in the theaters. It's the fact that Warner Brothers division of Time Warner linked up with more than two hundred partners in promotion of the film it really wasn't a film about making movies the film made more than two hundred and thirty million dollars at the global box office but in merchandise it pulled in one point two billion dollars this to me feels like I'm the great senator from South Carolina. Are you taking advantage of our children? I say I say. It feels like we're taking uh, it feels like the movies are taking advantage of our children when you have 200 partners in promotion. McDonald's Happy Meals, BarkBox chew toys for pets, a $100,000 watch set from Cross Studio. I know you're saying, wait wait, there was watch set promoted in the movie. Uh Uh-huh. Is that shameless? Uh Uh-huh. The original movie in 1996 starred Michael Jordan, was inspired by a Nike Super Bowl commercial from three years previous to that. The first movie did well, but not that well. So I don't blame media companies for trying to figure out how Can they pull on us to get compensated? You know, Netflix by stringing out Stranger Things, are they manipulating us by not getting it done in five years and stretching out over eight? Sure. Whatever it takes to get subscribers, right? I think that's the idea. Space Jam has a lot of Warner Brothers in it, things like Wizard of Oz, Harry Potter. Rick's Cafe from Casablanca, Pennywise the Clown, the Iron Giant—they're so even cross-promoting other properties. So you see things as, oh, Space Jam's a fun, a fun exclusion. It's excursion, getting out of the economy, of the stock market, of inflation, of COVID, of politics. I see it as. Eh. It just seems to be made for marketing, which that's not the worst thing in the world. You know, Fox television. Fox had a real tough time. Okay, I'm talking local Fox, ABC, ABC, CBS and Fox. Not let's not go to the news yet, but we can tie this to the news. Fox was run in the 1990s brilliantly. The late 80s, they started having shows like Beverly Hills, 90210. That were tied towards young people, 18 to 25. So the advertisers were told yeah, you may see MASH as the number one television show in America, but that's a lot of old people who don't spend money. We're gonna make a show particularly designed for younger people who spend money. Do you know why those surveys say, what age are you, 18 to 25, 25 to 35? Because ages 25, all you have is is money to spend and you want to live life because you've been under the thumb of your parents your whole life. Once you hit 35, you might be married, settled down, and focus in on family. And that's where if you check that box, the advertising should be different. So Fox got into a very specialized type of show. I remember Mulder and Scully, The X-Files. That was my kind of show. It had a monster in it, so it was fiction. It had a big grand theme of whatever happened to Mulder's sister or UFOs or something. There was some big conspiracy, right? They had Cancer Man, the guy who smoked, who had, who knew the reason there was a cover-up. They had Dana, um, redhead for an 18 to 25-year-old male. She was quite beautiful, smart, and sexy. Like, whoa. But the advertisers from Fox went to the media companies and said – or the media companies, media marketers from Fox went to the advertisers and said, we can deliver you boys 18 to 35. And they may be buying their first car, so give us some cheap car commercials. So Fox was kind of very targeted in that. Now, you could say today the news, CNN has been accused of it over the weekend that – They're just shamelessly holding on to Trump because if they go to other stories like floods in Germany, the ratings will go down, ratings go down, advertising revenue goes down. Then you can look at Fox and say you're shamelessly promoting lies with COVID, knowing that there's a small percentage of America that you can now sell advertising to like pillows. It's all targeted. And to me, LeBron James is the most grotesquely obvious one with Space Jam. And I shouldn't be mad at him because it comes with the territory. So over the pandemic, this ties into one more way of consumption of media of people are starting to become burned out on subscriptions. PBS passport during the pandemic. I was like, I want to watch about America's national parks because I think that's 20 hours of Ken Burns content. And boy, did I learn about a lot about national parks. Now, a year later, I'm watching sports and maybe the Olympics. I'm like, oh, I need to cut the service because I'm not watching PBS Passport anymore. Or HBO Max. What once was a, a nice luxury to have because we were afraid of going out, now is turning it into, I got to cut that service. I'm fatigued from it. I don't need anymore. Disney Plus subscribers reached 103 million worldwide, up from 94 million the prior quarter. But analysts wanted 106 million. There's a little bit of fatigue going on. Paramount Plus owner Viacom CBS reported results in the first half. Peacock owned by Comcast. And again, well below expectations. A little bit of fatigue. Now again, you hear stories about Black Widow's, Disney's Black Widow, and how they pulled in, you know, 80 million domestically, but 60 million was brought in from Disney Plus subscribers. We're going to watch the next Disney Plus movie and see if there's fatigue of watching movies from home. Peloton's been downgraded recently, again, because of fatigue of subscriptions. They're not only an exercise bike, but their monthly subscription service as well. Are you tired of median subscriptions? I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Don't miss an episode of The Rob Black Show. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find me online at robblackshow. I have a brand new website. Please engage with it. In the coming weeks, I'm going to start rolling out new features that the site can support, including longer form video online at YouTube it will be sent straight to the site. So you don't have to go to YouTube and type in Rob black show Podcasts will be there. Special broadcasts on Facebook and other platforms also will be featured on the site. They wanted me to write a market commentary, which I'm still open to. It's just, it's not ready for prime time yet because there's a little bit of banter back and forth on what is appropriate and what's not I want headlines like, Space Jam dunks on Black Widow. Sizable number of families and millennials who grew up with the original Space Jam left the house and went to movie theaters to see it. LeBron James beat up Scarlett Johansson. I know you're saying, that's not funny. That could ruin the man's career. Yeah, he did it at the movie theaters, not in real life. Bugs Bunny beat her up. Everyone beat her up this weekend. $31.7 Thirty-one point seven million at the box office, though. low Black Widow pulled in twenty-six point three. Now, keep in mind, Black Widow had that Disney Plus spend thirty bucks to rent the movie thing going on, so Black Widow is going to pull in a lot more money than, say, Space Jam. But Space Jam was incredibly poorly reviewed, and yet people still left the house and went to the theater to see it. For HBO Max f- subscribers, it was free, which brings into our thought for the segment, I wonder if that's going to work for Disney Plus doing the $30 to watch a movie. Keep in mind, when I saw Black Widow, I took my son, one son, and we spent well over $60 on seats and food and just lounging and forgetting the world for a couple hours. It wasn't my kind of movie. A lot of women hitting other women with their fists. I like my superheroes to fly and deflect bullets, if you know what I'm saying. But Space Jam, a new legacy, is the largest pandemic opening for Warner Brothers. So their strategy is going head to head right now with Disney, Disney Plus. Disney Plus selling $30 for the rental that first weekend. And it's not coming to Disney Plus for free until later. Whereas Time Warner by doing this, and I'm gonna tell you it's quite interesting. Because both business strategies are right, but both neither one's – which one's going to win? Or do we just go completely back to the movies? There's an Anthony Bourdain movie documentary, Roadrunner. It did well this weekend, 1.9 million in 925 theaters. It's just called a specialty debut. I do a lot of conversations about entertainment, not because I want you to invest in the stock that we're talking about, Disney. But because this is where we spend a lot of our time and our money. Situations like Netflix. Netflix getting into video games is basically saying, we don't want Sony and Microsoft to get it all. Netflix is doing something interesting. They're starting podcasts. They don't want Joe Rogan to get it all. But what Netflix is doing with their podcast is they're doing it on their shows, The Queen, where people want to learn more about that show. They're doing it on The Queen's Gambit, where people want to go, this movie took 15 years to make? How's that possible? Or this TV show? It was a great show. It was fun. Sales in chess boards went higher. Space Jam, again, pretty awful movie, but playing on nostalgia, opened up with over 200 partners. McDonald's Happy Meals, BarkBox Chew Toys. Clearly, they had things that don't need to be co-branded, but got co-branded, like a $100,000 watch set from Cross. It's DNA was stolen from a Super Bowl commercial originally, and this DNA was stolen from the 1996 Michael Jordan uh, Space Jam movie, which it doesn't do me like I like the NBA when the Warriors are doing well because it's a hometown thing. But I couldn't tell you three players who play for Phoenix or three that play for Milwaukee. Good question. Now that the Warriors aren't doing well, could I name three players? So let's zoom out here for a second and see what Time Warner is doing. It's shameless, but I'm not against it. I know people who had zero interest in seeing Space Jam, and you know what they did? They said, we want a big brand new movie because we're tired of Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney+. Plus. We're getting subscription fatigue. So for the first time since HBO Max has announced the strategy of releasing the same indoor uh, same movie at theaters as as in your own home. They got a lot of Americans to pony up fourteen ninety nine. We don't know how many, but some parents who wanted some brand new content for their kids, they'll say well, I'll cancel after a month, and instead of spending a hundred dollars to see a movie for a family of four, I'll spend fifteen bucks, and I'll get that same kind of wow, this is fresh content to consume. Plus, it's a little nostalgic. So I think that's a real interesting story, the battle of who's going to be right. I wish I was smart enough to tell you I'm not. I promise you, though, I will continue to work on the answers and guide us through investments to get us retirement. Interesting little fight right now. Kind of a goodwill hunting. How about them apples? Facebook and the Biden administration are going at each other, kind of like, Rams on the side of a mountain. The Biden administration said that Facebook is killing people. Jin Kasai, the press secretary of the White House, said social media is leading to people not taking the vaccine and people are dying as a result. And Facebook pushed back Sunday, uh, Saturday, excuse me, and said, you know what? You just getting enough people vaccinated through your campaign. Don't blame us. Even though we have a lot of misinformation. Um... I'm not going to touch this one anymore other than saying I'm hoping the Delta variant doesn't spread across the United States spread through Asia and Europe. But that's a hope. And you know where hope belongs? Churches and football fields. I hope 49ers have a good season because it'll make everyone in my community happy. And I hope when I die, I do go to heaven. Even though I've done a lot of bad things in the world, the idea of heaven, I still don't know if I completely get. Wall Street's struggling today hitting records after record after record. Let it happen. Find me online at robblackshow.com. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.